action. Welcome to Torn Stumps, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk and Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're going to the movies. In this episode, we're going to revisit a film that had its cinema release very recently and see if we feel different to how we did when we first saw it. This episode is Blair Witch, the 2016 sequel to 1999's The Blair Witch Project. So back in the day, The Blair Witch Project was from 1999 and it showed the found footage of three filmmakers who disappeared into the Blackwoods in Burkittsville, Maryland, and it was a phenomenon. This film sees one of those characters, Heather, her brother James, thinks he's seen her in a YouTube video, so he gets together a band of friends and some locals to go back into the woods hoping to find her. That's going to bode well, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cue a lovely reunion. Uh (laughs) And they all lived happily ever after. The end. (laughs) You know, when this film started, and it it, it starts with that YouTube video from within the film, and it's it's someone running through the house that made the first film so visceral. I had to get up, close my window, close my curtain, switch the light back on. (laughs) Because it it took me back to being age 16 and watching that film and getting really freaked out that film really had such a a, a, an impact on me the the original back in 1999 had such an impact on me and i bought a bunch of the the tie-in comics beforehand and i hadn't read them because i thought i'll wait till after i see the film because i don't want there to be any spoilers but on the front i had all these child like the front of the comic was just black with and at the top it was written the Blair Witch Project with the the stick figure logo. Do you remember that logo yeah. from back in the day? And then decor like decorated down the page, and and as you went down the the front cover, there was more of them, you know, overlapping these these little handprints. That I remember that. Yeah. At the time when I bought that, I thought oh, I was just like humans. I'm not humans. I mean adults, because <laughs> obviously children are not <laughs> humans. But then when you're in the film. The bit that freaked me out the most was you see all these little kiddie handprints all over the place. That <laughs> fucking freaked me out. That, yeah. that moment in in the Blair Witch when I watched it the other night took me back to that. Yeah. Well, the first film had such a huge impact, and like I I completely got swept into it. Like it was yeah. It was just when the internet was really becoming a, a big tool for for marketing and yeah. for film and for people to come together and talk about films and comics and whatever. Um, and so when the official website was all about the su- supposedly real case and all this stuff. I was like an idiot going around to all my friends going, no, it's real, it's real. Yeah, I, I thought it was real. Yeah, because I, I genuinely bought the book. thought it was real. Did you get the book? No. So it was essentially like the the police dossier oh, yes. on the case. And that, that was the, on the website, wasn't it? I, I, it was like a police I never document. went on the website because I, uh. I remember I, walked, I, was, I used to buy comics from a shop in um, Watford called Calamity and then on my way back I'd pass via Waterstones just to see what new graphic novels they had there because mm-hmm. it was on my way to the bus stop and they had this mini display by the till the Blair Witch Project and it, it kind of pipped my interest but not enough to buy it. I just thought hmm 
Is that something to do with Tony Blair? Because they've, they, they've literally just been in power for two years. So I thought maybe it was a political book. Then I heard about what it was. And on my next trip, I bought the fucking book. And I was blown away. I was like, yeah. how? How could... This This is real. Because yeah. it was... I'd never seen anything presented in that way before. It's very, very clever. Really but fucking clever. That's the problem with the sequel. This this one. Because there was a sequel in 2000. Book of Shadows. Book yeah. of Shadows, Blair Witch Which was 2. a... a like straightforward, straightforward horror film pure yeah. fiction it wasn't but, pretended to be real yes so so that's that film failed and this film is nowhere near as bad as that film um but it's um the first film is 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 not just a film it is a phenomenon so you yeah. can't make a sequel to a phenomenon but you can't really make a sequel to a film that has is so ingrained in a particular style of filmmaking, the found mm. footage, that by the time that you get to the end of the credits of the first film, where do you go from there? You you can't really make another found footage film and have it as impactful and amazing as, as that one. You can't have the same impact. And yeah. you know, you can have paranormal activity and chronicle and cloverfield, but they don't have the same they don't have the same genius as that first one the first one you had three filmmakers so of course they're going to have their cameras on all the time and it cuts between um high eight video and 16 millimeter so it's constantly going from really shit grainy vhs quality footage and black and white really shit grainy 16 millimeter footage that's been processed quite badly so the idea that in the film that they are you know making the film or making the footage as they go along is really legitimate when you look at other films like chronicle or paranormal activity there's no reason for that footage to exist you know when someone gets scared the immediate response is i'm going to run towards a scary thing filming it Mm -hmm. that's why those films fail somehow it worked and it wasn't old hat and cliched in the original blair witch so blair witch project because all the angles were just kind of you know, up her nose and does that really unflattering unfilmic yeah. kind of and the the issue i have with this one because look it's it's genius that they go oh we're going to use these earpiece wanker um cameras and we're going to use drones and we're going to use our phones and we're going to use flip cameras that's that's really that's really cool because you know the way that we record things and the way we document our lives has moved on in the last 20 years we are we are documenting things so much more yeah. now because of what ten- what technology has allowed us to do but the problem with that is there are so many angles for the filmmakers within that film to then the found footage to then cut back and forth that it has a real slickness a real film grammar to it that completely betrays the found footage it does that's exactly what i was going to say is that you know, found footage movies, they kind of, they bottomed out sort of, you know, four or five, six years ago. And I would say longer. Yeah. But the thing is, it's because they tried to get too smart. They tried to get too co- clever. And uh, they, so they introduced the drone in this film. They introduce all those things you mentioned. And what it actually does is it robs it of that really intimate, simplistic, terrifying ground level horror that the original film had. Like yeah. the drone goes up into the trees and you're like, well, I could, so- I could watch that in any film set in any Hollywood film. Yeah. I don't need to see that now. I don't, you know what a wood looks like. You don't, 
gain anything from having a drone go up into into the tree. And we don't we don't need that establishing shot because we know how vast these woods are because we saw it in the first one. We couldn't get out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But when that drone falls, when it when it falls and it lands at the same time as the girl lands, just so happens to frame her perfectly Mm -hmm. and frame her in enough time and space that she is allowed to then be dragged out by someone or something it's too yeah uh, this is the thing is like too universal horror who's, who's edited this footage together for us to watch yeah like she's climbing up the tree and we're seeing we're seeing everything from the perspective of her earbud thing that she's recording from and then suddenly as soon as she comes into view of the 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 trapped drone in the yeah. branches oh we get a nice shot of her from the drone's perspective <laughs> and i'm like sorry it's who's actually perfect. yeah who's edited this for us because at least in the first one the film was cut together by the maryland police uh, right or the state police or someone you know some investigator had cut together the footage just to just to explain what had happened to these these kids mm. but this one there's no explanation in, in that respect it's very un. It, it feels like an unfinished movie yeah and so the, the, one of the big problems that i have with found footage films is that they not just found footage well, i know <laughs> i just hate found footage so much you hate those off cuts no one's gonna find that um <laughs> Is that, you know, that's that opening text, which is this footage was found in blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, okay, well, everyone's clearly either dead or horrifically maimed or yeah, so, being kept prisoner somewhere. It's like, so there's no surprises. There's no tension. It absolutely bleeds the tension from it. The fact that, yeah, take that into equation, but also take the fact that it is just a very loose retread and rehash of the first film just means that all you're waiting for is the last half an hour when they reached the spooky house. Yeah. And we spoke about this on the Friday the 13th episode, that, you know, after a while, if you have a formula, you just go through, I think I said this, you go through the motions, you just go through the motions of waiting for Jason to kill people, and you just want to get to the last half an hour where they might throw something in different. Yeah. In this film, yeah, they threw something in different, but it didn't make any fucking sense. And the last half an hour was really, really irritating because all anyone does is shout names for the last half an hour. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Heather, Heather, Heather. Oh my God, I was going to like bash my head over the, the table. The acting style in this film. I'm always really hesitant to com- compare films, but I think unfortunately we have to here to, because yeah. it's it's a sequel. It's a sweet sequel slash remake slash reboot slash lazy like cash it in dread just just cash it in but the the acting in the first one was was quite improvised from what i understand and it was natural well they didn't really have any idea what was going on like the directors gave them a bit of direction in terms of go out and do stuff yeah and they did and they had no idea what was happening and that that works perfectly yeah because it's not scripted it's not um it's not slick i felt the acting style in this was more in line with things like um, like Final Destination or I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's just like Dawson's Creek actors <laughs> acting all scared and cliched. You know, you've got the big tough black guy and you've got the slutty girl over here and you've got the geeky mm. guy over here. It was very, yeah, it was very polished. The whole thing was just a, a weirdly polished kind of film. Um, but I think actually, like, it's a perfectly acceptable version of, of this kind of film. Like, it is... It's it's well thought through. Like some, it's obviously made by somebody who loves the original film, and they want to do justice to it. Um, you know, by, by copying it. Well, kind of. It's like 
I've read some reviews and, and a lot of critics basically use the word efficient to describe this film. And that's basically efficient. It. Efficient. Yeah, it just kind of efficiently does what you kind of expect it's going to do. And it doesn't throw anything particularly surprising in there. But you, let's go back to something you said in, in The Witch episode, episode one. You said audiences want something. Or maybe you said it in, in the Friday the 13th. You said audiences want more intelligent mm. fare. And if you're remaking something or rebooting something that's already been made and you're borrowing very heavily from it, it's not doing a disservice to A, both you as a filmmaker and B, your audience who you supposedly respect and who supposedly want something a bit more intelligent. I guess that's a risk you take when you do a se- when you make a sequel to a, a, a hugely successful film. Yeah. Um, I don't... Was anyone what was, asking what was the question? <laughs> was anyone asking for this sequel? I don't remember. Because well, the... I, I, I never thought that we needed another Blair Witch. I no. mean, we didn't need another Blair Witch sequel back when they made the fucking sequel. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't think that anyone was asking for a sequel now. There's they, no more story. Um, the directors of the original Blair Witch Project, um, Daniel Mirick and Eduardo Sanchez, like they've been talking about doing a third film for years because they weren't involved in the second one. I don't think. No, they weren't. And so they wanted to kind of bring it they back. Were locked out, weren't they? I, there was a whole sure. hoo-ha. Oh, really? Hoo-ha. hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! Well, they were, they didn't do anything with the second film. And they've been talking for years and years and years no about... did anything with the oh, second film. <laughs> so then... So they're the only ones, really, who have perpetuated this idea that there's going to be another one. Yeah. Um, and I think that Adam Wingard, the director of this film, he made uh, The Guest, he did Your Next, he did A Horrible Way to Die. Um, I think he met them at a convention and he said, oh, you know, why isn't there a third Blair Witch show? What's happening? And then he actually ended up getting enlisted by Lionsgate to do the film. So I don't, I don't know if audience would be necessarily crying out for a new Blair Witch film. No. Maybe the filmmakers, for some reason, were. I think they wanted to like salvage this franchise in inverted commas. But who needs a franchise of Blair Witch? There's no way you can go. What would have been really good, and and, and a really interesting way of going about is if they made a documentary, not a found footage film but a documentary like a like a like a i don't know like a news night clip or pan, <laughs> pan, panorama yeah that kind of thing about the events of the original blair witch and then how that's affected the family and the friends and you know over the last 20 years and maybe part of that story could have been joshua and his friends going back into the woods to find and then they use that found footage in clips that would have been a mm. much more intelligent not instead of just rehashing it would it would take the the franchise in a new direction and present a new story. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd watch that. But <laughs> have you ever seen something called the broadcast? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I, but I've heard of that. You've actually. heard of that. Yeah. So that was before the Blair Witch. Yeah. And that was almost. It was. I guess it was one of the first found footage movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was. I was phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. It has like a horrendous, horrendous ending that just just get you i won't i won't ruin it but I, I would say it's as a film it's probably better than the blair witch just happens that the blair witch became this big phenomenon because of the internet mm. there was a moment in this film that had me squirming um and had me feeling oh god no oh, so claustrophobic in the tunnel yeah. yeah i felt really quite ill watching that there's a bit in the film where the, the girl kind of struggles through an underground tunnel to try to escape this house in the spooky house oh yeah. god and it really is not but nice. just it just because I, I maybe i am claustrophobic i've never really considered that yeah i am but i don't like 
enclosed being, spaces. That's... I don't like being in clo- enclosed spaces. Um, like if someone, when you're a kid, if someone like grabbed a duvet and pushed it over you and held your arms and you're just fucking stuck. Your, your childhood sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that or just like having my face covered and smothered. I, I, I don't like that. So if, if I'm in the tu- if you know, if I was in that tunnel, uh. this is what I was, I was thinking when I was watching it. What a uh, what a horrible way to die! That if the weight of the house or the earth just collapsed and you're stuck in what was a tunnel, but now it's just you know a massive mud pit, and there's mud in your mouth, and you're suffocating, and you don't die immediately, but you you know you take a week or two to die, and it's you're conscious about the whole thing. You've really thought horrible. this through. <laughs> That's what was going through my mind when I was watching that. But she played it really well, that girl. Yeah. She played it really well. And it was it was that 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 moment where it's going from her earpiece wanker camera to the camera that she was throwing ahead that just so happened to, you know, frame her looking back. That was a that was a you know, a, a genius way of having two cameras back and forth because then you have where she needs to go and looking back at her, she's completely stuck. Oh, it just oh, yeah. it was horrible. <laughs> I I almost had to leave. The horrible. Room. Yeah, I just, that bit was awful. What did you think about the the witch? Well, I don't know. Was it at the end? Were we seeing the witch or who was who was the fucking tall monster thing? Well, because earlier on in the film, they they explain how when that that person who was who was uh, put on trial as a witch, she was hung from the tree and she had rocks um, attached. To her ankles and wrists. Oh, ankle, sorry, yeah, ankles and wrists, so that she would kind of like get stretched at the same time. So that was. So that's meant that to be like a stretched out witch thing. See, I I took it as the witch had an accomplice, and he or whatever <laughs> monster this thing was, he or she, the the monster, yeah. would go and find the people and bring them back. Well, like maybe that is that. I don't know. But then, in that YouTube video at the at the beginning, because I got a bit confused because I thought has time loop because there's a whole time looping in on itself thing you know characters would disappear and re-emerge and they'd be like it's been five days since i saw you what day is it who are you that i i, I i'm getting shivers now actually goosebumps um that i thought was a really genuinely really cool interesting development because it's hinted at in the first film but never really mentioned it's very ambiguous it's very ambiguous but in this they're like yes there is some sort of weird Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle fucked up. Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Square. Triangle. <laughs> Bermuda Square? Bermuda, no, Bermuda tri- Triangle. <laughs> it's a you? really weird fucked up Bermuda thing going on where time and space have a really weird fucked up relationship in, in that part of the world. So I thought the, the YouTube video at the start of the film where... The, where the Josh was like, "That's my sister." In that fil- in that in that footage, we see like a like a, a witchy face at a window. In in the his name's Joshua Joshua Donahue James 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 Donahue. So James Donahue sees in the video this witch figure at at a window or like a mirror. like a hatch in. Is it a mirror? It's, I thought it was a mirror. Is it a mirror? Okay, so mm. he sees something, and I thought we saw that again later on. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but so. But it's suppose... exactly the same thing. So it's, I thought yeah. it's time looped and who is that person? So is it a trap? Has a trap been laid, basically? By... Who's filming that? Is the witch filming that herself? No, that's meant to be... He thinks it's his sister. We kind of maybe think it's a witch or something. But actually, it's the girl who goes on the trip with him. Who goes on the investigation. So it's, it it's when she's running through the corridors. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't her face in the mirror. 
I thought it was. No, it wasn't. It was like a witch. I thought it was a person. Sorry, Joshua. <laughs> Witches are people too. Get over it. <laughs> LGBTW, thank you very much. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Plus. Um, I thought it was really cool when he was using the, the, the flip screen on the camera to look behind him because he couldn't turn around. Well, that was her. Oh, she was, yeah, because yeah, he, because James had been nicked by he then, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, witches don't like sit. They don't like selfies, do they? <laughs> yeah. I wonder like why. Selfie. I mean, with They're limbs like, like that. But he, he, he kept apologising. I, I wonder if he was working with the witch, because he was like, "I'm so sorry." He said it again, and then maybe two minutes later, said it again, and that's when she turned around, and boom, the film ends. Well, I suppose you could kind of. I didn't. I didn't think that at all. I thought it was because a few moments before that, the only reason he got killed is that he thought he heard Heather's voice, and it was obviously the witch. But I didn't hear it. Did you? No, hear but you it? don't hear it because it's in his head. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't think we're I was kind of, to of hear it then. Well, we're led to believe because well, we're not in his perspective; we're in hers at that point. So we're led to believe that the witch is kind of pretending to be Heather so that she can kill him. Um, and then that's why she hears James, because then that's the, the witch again playing a trick on her. And that's why she dies, because she falls for the trick. Oh! But it is kind of played quite ambiguously. But I don't think it's ambiguous. I think it's just really confusing. I mean, it's mm. ambiguous, great ambiguous, like, you know, David Lynch. And then there's just this, which is a bit of a muddle. Yeah, it, it is a muddle. Um, because it, it doesn't... They have this mythology, but you're never quite sure what it is and... I really wish they'd make more of the mythology because the mythology is genuinely good. I've, you know, if if you can find them, I don't know if they're in print anymore. But the original nineteen ninety nine comics, I think there's like three or four. They were like one shots. It goes over the whole mythology. Then the original book, which I hope I still have. I haven't seen it. I really hope I still have it because mm. I've got pretty find it on Music Magpie, wasn't it? What's Music Magpie? <laughs> <laughs> Witches use it all the time. Right, okay. Um, but the mythology is really, really cool. And this is one thing that I, 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 I kicked myself. I didn't bring up in the witch episode. But you know you get, um, you know you get really bad horror films like, I don't know, like The Conjuring or something where something bad happened and a witch did this and now the witch is in the house, the spirit of the witch. And the actual film that we see is shit, but the backstory is amazing. So the witch is obviously the witch. The film, the Robert Eggers film, is obviously the backstory, like an amazing backstory for a really <laughs> shit yeah. film. You know, now modern day film, modern yeah. day film. The Blair Witch mythology is 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 just as good as you know Robert Eggers' The Witch. That kind of that kind of stuff does. I mean, do you believe in witches? Do you believe in all that kind of stuff? What kind of witches are we talking about here? Like you know, like the Blair Witch or the witch in the witch. There's so many witches. Ah, witches. <laughs> the anywhere. witch in Robert Eggers. Which witch are you witch, witching? Witch, 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 witch. <laughs> um, but that kind of you know, like demons and witches and spells and things. Not not nice ones like charmed. charmed yeah, <laughs> I do believe in charmed. Um, no, like I mean. The whole thing about witches is that they were basically persecuted innocent women who were perhaps a little bit odd or a little bit lonely or isolated and That's yeah, me. <laughs> you're a witch now. <laughs> we're all witches around here. Um, but that kind of stuff, I don't, I don't believe in it. You know, like when I watch The Exorcist or The Omen, I don't believe in that stuff. But 
There's always what, a little religion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that kind of that kind of evil in the world that's yeah. so powerful, it it could be it's you know, it's really sneaky and it's 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 just tricks. They trick you. You know, like you know, they like at the end of the Blair Witch, the two thousand sixteen one, if if the Blair Witch is using other people's desires to make them turn around, you know, that's trickery. And mm. it's 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 giving me shivers now. I because I've got such a a logical science head, I don't believe in it. But I guess because I went to religious school, I think there's still a part of me ingrained that yeah. completely fears that kind of stuff. And I just think, well, what if it's true? There's always a what if. What if that is true? Is that part of the trick? That... Well, that's fear. Yeah, fear is always what if. But is that so... part of the? Have they? Is that part of the trick that they've? they've kind of like installed in my head or infiltrated my head this science head that is pure logic that constantly battles against the what if hmm. i think maybe we're getting onto a discussion about religious um <laughs> assimilation here yeah, you're just you're just learning how fucked up my child <laughs> yeah um the voodoo shit was really good in this film like when they they hold the little doll and they go oh it's just a doll snap and the girl's just like <laughs> yeah that was I actually didn't... I couldn't really tell what was going on there. No, I had to run it back yeah. as well. But when I did... I was like, did someone like... run in and break her in half and then run out again? <laughs> just really quick. <laughs> did someone just steal a Kit Kat? <laughs> yeah, the voodoo stuff was cool. And like the fact that she had a horrible thing growing out of her foot. And yeah, they should have made more of that. That was that felt like a modern version of Blair Witch. Like body horror-y kind of stuff. But they should have made more of that. Maybe the Blair Witch yeah. could have come out of her foot. Uh. And it was like a... A foot witch. Well, you know, that's how she gains more power by infiltrating someone's system and taking over their body. Mm. Maybe the body could have turned into like a well. Do we not like know that, that? Do we know that that definitely didn't happen because we don't see her again, do we? The dead girl. Well, she's the one that falls out the tree, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. But then she gets dragged off. But we, we don't see her again, do we? We don't see anyone again once they die. So maybe she has turned into the witch thing. You never know. Oh. Maybe I feel like this film's got so many layers. No. Yeah, and none of them they present. <laughs> they didn't explore any of them. It was like a, a really bland lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> so that was The Blair Witch, directed by Adam Wingard. <laughs> we, <laughs> we want you to join the conversation. Tweet us your thoughts and reviews to at Torn Stubbs Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're listening to this way after we've released the podcast. So yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Drop us some stick figures, maybe five of them. We're like a five-star stick figure rating. We're off to the woods. Oh yeah. Oh, we're back to the woods. Yeah, I've got five cameras on me. I've got my picnic basket. And a drone. Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Cut!